storytelling is a product so you need a certain skill to sell that product and to sell that product very effectively you need to understand how to communicate that that product and that is why the science of communications is important i do this a lot i, I call it private public speaking practices as opposed to public speaking practices everything starts by knowing who your audience who are you targeting who are you talking to because if you know them you will know also the story to tell them because you know where they are coming from you know what makes sense to them if you know that and you list that into your story it is almost impossible for them not to react we all have something to share we've all have lived experiences and it's about aspects of our story that we feel that's going to impact inspire other people. For example, 2018, I wrote my book, Open Doors, and I share about when my mom had me in the 70s. She was 16 and pregnant and told to leave home. But I encourage people throughout that book that your beginning doesn't have to be your end. you that are coming in you are interested in leveraging the power of storytelling to make money because just now i was just uh, reflecting with uh, tanya that really there is a lot of money to be made in storytelling but of course there are different ways to do it to go about it uh, so we should be interested in that particularly when you know how to own your story because uh, yeah until you own your story, until you leverage it, until you master it, then it becomes a little bit difficult to leverage. Then, of course, we are coming to that just now. So it is an important conversation that we should have and we should encourage uh, because it is important. It is important that we know that it is not just about telling story. It's also about um, being able to make something out of it at the end of the day. I know a lot of businesses that are actually built around story. Of course, we'll have time to share some of that with you just now. So it is an important conversation that we should have, and we really should do that. Thank you, Ovi. Thank you for inviting me to this amazing, amazing podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome. Good morning, good evening, wherever you are in the world. It is 10 past two in the afternoon here in Manchester, UK. I am super excited to share with you today. So I am an award-winning publisher and I set up my company in 2018. And this podcast that we're talking about is storytelling is so fitting for what I do because I shared my own story in 2018 in the form of a book called Open Doors. And I help people to write their story and also I have a team of editors, formatters and cover designers, and we help them to bring their stories to life in the form of a book, whether it's Kindle, paperback or audio. And also I'm an award uh, winning publisher, like I mentioned before. I am an author of five books and I am an international speaker trained by the legendary Les Brown. So that's me, Obi, in a nutshell and what I do. Thank you so much for that, uh, Tanya. That, that is beautiful. You know, at a point, both of you are going to clarify for me what is the difference between this name, because I repeat again, I'm lucky to have both of them. They are similar, 
and they are very beautiful just now. There is also another, uh, there is a person in the audience who have a name uh, that is very close here. So I am saying <laughs> that these are lucky names, no? <laughs> all right, all right, Tanya, thank you for that. Okay, so I, I move on to uh, Tanya Kaboya. Tanya Kaboya is coming from South Africa. And uh, she has been here a number of times. Of course, she has spoken to you. Most of you know that she is very good, though. Uh, all right, Tanya, it's your turn. Please do what you usually do. Who are you? Thank you for having me. Yeah, we have very similar names, so we're going to have to have to, to explain that. But yeah, um, thank you, everybody, for being here. Um, I appreciate you. I've missed this room. I've missed a couple of them, so excited I could make it. So for those who don't know me, I am Tanya. I'm a persuasive copywriter turned agency owner. I like to say that I am a business owner by accident. I started freelancing and writing content on social media that eventually turned into clients. And I've been leveraging that to get clientele for a business. And we've grown into a business with a, a number of divisions. We have two divisions and I'm very blessed. Um, for that. I'm also the editor-in-chief of the magazine that we created called Business Creed Mag for entrepreneurs. So we enjoy our fair share of storytelling because it is something that we leverage quite openly for campaigns for businesses. We've been able to leverage that for tech companies, for mid-sized firms, small businesses, and even corporate firms. So it's a skill that I very much love talking about, and I'm really excited to share that with you today. Super, super Tanya. My Tanyans, thank you for being here with me. I'm so happy. I'm so happy. Lucky person today. All right. So let me just share with you guys a little bit about um, how I started with my uh, storytelling. So at least this can sort of um, lead to uh, the package because at the end of the day, what we are probably going to be talking about a lot is about the packaging because the story is the same. Most of the information that you see in the creative industry are the same story, you know? But the packages are not the same. The story you have around there are not the same. But the content sometimes they can be about the same, you know? All right. So when I was in JSS, I think that was SS1, yeah. So in SS1, which is a high school, uh, we did a course, a subject in government uh, that was called the Harvard Couple Law. Uh, in the Harvard Couple Law, then we were told that when a police arrest an individual, uh, the person is not supposed to uh, stay in police custody for up to 24 hours without being charged or without being formally charged. So I was very curious about that topic. So when I closed from school, instead of going home, I just went straight. I went straight to the police station uh, in my town. In my town uh, is Urumi, which is in the south of Nigeria. So um, now you have the head of the police, which is, is called the DPO, Department of Police Officer. Then when I got to the police station, I told the, the, the person that was, the policeman that was in front that I wanted to talk to the police, the, to the DPO. Then he looked at me, thinking that I am a, a postal serviceman, the guy who delivered uh, letters. Uh, I said, he, he, said, he said to me, give me the letter to the DPO, I will give it to him. I said, no, I am not a, a, a postal serviceman. I am not here for a letter. I want to talk to the DPO. Uh, he was sort of exchanging words with me, whether to let me in or not. Then at the same time, the DPO just walked out of the office. Then he saw us talking. He said, it told the police officer to allow me to come in. So I went inside and I didn't interview this guy for, uh, for a long time. And 
that was really an interesting thing for me. So you can imagine what, what happened after that. And because the guy was really very good answering my question. And that gave me a kind of a boost as a young adolescent just growing up, uh, having the, the, the confidence to be, to be able to meet the police, DPO of all, to ask questions. So that is how I actually started uh, talking to people. And of course, it graduated to what I do today. Uh, yes, I create courses, I write books, and I'm, so it's essentially about packaging. I want to repeat again. Uh, if you go to Udemy, for example, you see some of my courses are out there. I have also like about, uh, at the last time I checked, something like about 21,000 students have enrolled in my courses. And these students are coming from all over the places, from US, India, Canada. So yeah, uh, yeah, a good number from Africa and in the East. And then I've checked, I have about more than 50,000 enrollment, uh, all of them put together. So we're essentially talking about packaging here because the information are about the same. I remember, for example, there was a course that I actually created. That is a couple of years ago. Uh, I, did, I did a course on computer, which is how to use computer and what is even computer uh, to start with. And of course, the course took me a, a short space of time to be able to create because the information, okay, I did a, a bit of uh, computer course in Nigeria before I left. So when I came here, I am using computer. I went to school on computer because I didn't have the privilege of going to university here because I didn't have paper. So I have to go online. I studied with London School of Journalism, uh, then uh, with New York Film School Direct. Uh, those are the, uh, the program that I did. So a bit of computer I know. So I just uh, uh, studied about it, prepared a course, and I recorded it and I put it out there. I, I didn't even know whether anybody was going to have any value for it. But what he did, that is one of my best-selling course with um, thousands of people that have enrolled in the course. So what am I saying again? The packaging. And with that, I am going to start the question like this. Where should we start from? And for a beginner who wants to even get the basis of what is meant to make money from storytelling, where should we start from? I will take this question to Tanya Kole. Then after that, we move to Tanya Kabuya, who is the business strategist. Because Kole, you are uh, a publisher, so probably you are the best person to start this with us. Please go. Thank you. Great question. So where to start if you want to do a business? Personally, I say write your story. And I was speaking with someone today and they said, me write my book, I have nothing to share. We all have something to share. We've all have lived experiences. And it's about aspects of our story that we feel that's going to impact, inspire other people. For example, 2018, I wrote my book, Open Doors, and I share about when my mom had me in the 70s. She was 16 and pregnant and told to leave home. But I encourage people throughout that book that your beginning doesn't have to be your end because she became the first person in her family to graduate university and become a social worker. She's now one of my authors. She's a licensed minister. She's a coach. So it's, I believe, starting from writing your story, penning your story down and thinking about the aspects of your life that can empower somebody else, that can give hope to somebody else and writing that down. And if you need somebody to help you to get a book coach, well, I believe starting from that point is writing down your story to then put it into a book. And that's where I would start. All right. That is pretty brilliant. Because now that it is written, it is history. That is actually what was told to me in 2010. Because in 2010, I wrote a book that I titled 
underdevelopment in Africa, my hands are clean. Actually, it's a research book <laughs> where I talked about uh, how much African people should hold themselves accountable for what is happening in Africa, despite the fact that we might blame the European for what they did in Africa, which of course is legitimate. But I have come to understand that we're not going to go anywhere if we only know how to blame without taking part of the blame. So that is the thesis of the book. So I call some people to share with me because I usually like to work with people. Uh, so the guy that came from Milan is from Cameroon, uh, who came to present the book with me in, in, in Verona. It says something really very important that Peter, because you have written this book, it becomes history. <laughs> so I really like that, uh, Tanya. I like what you said there, that we should start with writing it down. Write it down. Okay, that is a good one. I, I got that. All right, we will move to our business strategist, Tanya Kaboya. Okay, if it is written down, so what? How do we turn that into business? First of all, um, I love the fact um, that Tanya said, write it down. The next thing is always, yeah, where, how do you make money for this? from this? I decided to make money from my stories through a business. Some may decide courses, some may decide services. It's always important to know exactly what it is that you're trying to achieve. So the biggest issue that I have, because I also coach um, a number of entrepreneurs, is that a lot of people start with something, but they don't have the full picture. So they're doing things piecemeals, in piecemeals, and then what they end up having is a Frankenstein kind of business. You don't want to have a Frankenstein kind of business because that is a nightmare business to have. So you want to start, what, it is, what is it that you are trying to achieve? I always say there are different types of businesses that you, you, you have to create in life. Not everybody needs to create the same type of business. Some businesses are what we will say lifestyle businesses. Some businesses are scalable businesses. And some businesses are just um, passive income type of businesses. You need to have to make a decision on what it is that you are trying to achieve. Are you trying to create a situation where you are going to completely shift away from your nine to five and travel around the world and not have a K in the world? What if that is your vision? Then with that, what is the, the model you're going to have? Because then that's how you will be able to market your story. Because Writing your story is the first step. The second step is writing stories that connect to the market so that they are able to understand exactly what you do so they can buy from you. So you have your story. Good. We got this right. Now, what is it that we are going to share with the market so they are now going to listen to Laurel or they're going to listen to Jason and say, okay, I can see where Jason is coming from. I can see how Jason is bringing value to me. One thing I always preach is that uh, we make decisions in a very different manner compared to any other species. And I recently wrote a piece on my newsletter here on LinkedIn where I titled that the um, ESOs, PASOs, and logos. And for those that are familiar with those terms, those are um, let, like the terms that are used to describe how we make decisions and how we market. So ESOs are obviously how we we have our ethics in terms in terms of what we do. And then we have our passes, which are 
the emotion things, the emotional things that we connect with. And then we have our logos, which are the logical things. So what are the different stories that you are going to have to implement in terms of your marketing that are going to share your ESOs, passos, and logos to the market so they are able to buy from you? So once you've written your story down, now you want to think about that. Okay, how am I going to connect with um, ethics, the values that people, the market has. Because some people value the ethics, the values that the business has. Some people value logic. You need to know what type of business of people you're trying to speak to. Because for example, if you're trying to speak to me, I have an investor um, way of thinking. So if you're trying to speak to me in saving words, in terms of the stories that you're using is about how you're saving money, for example, that's not going to speak to me because that's not the mindset. So you need to be able to realize, okay, how many, what type of buyers will I be trying to speak to? When I'm trying to speak to corporate businesses, I'm speaking to a lot of people that are, are logical, that are investors, that are premium buyers. Those are different ways of thinking and approaching things. So when I'm talking about ESOs, passers, and logos, those people that will those are people that will have a whole lot of logos and a whole lot of ESOs and some passers. So you need to be able to incorporate all that into your marketing and how you tell stories to the market because that's what I do, tell stories to the market to get them to spend money. So you need to be able to know how you tell your stories that can transfer into cash. Unless we are here, we don't like cash. We have moved to in, into another world. Now, I love that. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you so much, Talia. That, that is great. That is great. Of course, uh, we, like, we love cash. We most love cash. You know, if you are in business and you don't have cash, that business is not going to run. And if you are a human being, you don't like cash. I don't know how you are living. <laughs> Maybe you are living on charity. <laughs> and we don't want to live on charity. We want to be able to own our businesses. We want to be in charge of our life in the sense that we should be able to buy what we want to buy because money is, uh, is a means to exchange value. Uh, if we don't have it now, then how are we able to get value? Instead of the one that somebody gives to us for free, like maybe somebody gives you a bottle of water for free, but that is not what you want. You want to be able to choose what you want to drink and when you want to drink. So yeah, thank you so much for, for the sharing, uh, Tanya. That is that is really beautiful. Uh, of course, I'm moving to another thing just now in line with what we have defined there. But before I get there, uh, I have Peter in the room. Mr. Peter, please share with us, either in line with what have already been said or in line with what we are talking about today. Perhaps you want to let us know how to make money with storytelling skills. Please go ahead. The, the mic is yours. The guy with a fine face is not there yet. All right, no problem. We move on. I was saying that there is something that we are going to touch on the on the title itself, which is make money with your storytelling skills. I like this skills because without these skills, sometimes we are not able to move on uh, in what we have to do because we need these skills to be able to make the story. Because like I was saying just now, the information is there because it's not like we are really going to evade everything now. You have the information, but you need to package it, no? What is important is always the fundamentals, which, which is um, knowing the audience that you are serving. Because everybody do not consume information the same way. Whether you are going to use long-form uh, content or short-form content in terms of the story you are telling, it's going to be determined by who are you telling the story to. And in this case also, in what platform, in what medium are you using to reach them? 
Because if you go to maybe like LinkedIn and put in a two hours video for people to watch, uh, where I don't know if that is going to really work that much because this is social media. People come here with the mindset that they are going to just get something, get a snippet of something. You know? This is also true whether you are looking at, uh, okay, they call it S now, uh, Twitter, S Twitter. Uh, people go there with the same mindset. You can also talk of Facebook. Okay, Facebook is beginning, beginning to get a little bit more heavy now on video. But even though there is a lot of video on Facebook, people still have the original mindset that when they go to Facebook, they are going to scroll, no? So, in fact, the way that the video uh, uh, part of this platform are designed, you see that sometimes the, the people put a lot of test in it because they know that people do not have the mindset of going there to watch a full video. But if you go to YouTube, for example, the way video are set up is different. People go to YouTube, not just because they want to watch a video of uh, maybe one minute, so that they have the time to be able to really, because that is how the, the, the system is set up. That is as far as the, the platform can go, the different platform. But then who are the audience? Who are you serving? It, it depends on the audience that you are serving, that determine how you are going to tell the story, what type of story you are going to tell today. Because I repeat again, everybody is not the same. We do not have the same sense of sensibility. I think Tanya also have already touched on that just now. Uh, in that the story that you can tell to uh, people that are in C class in business is different from the way you, you are going to tell to people who are maybe just starting in business. Yeah, because everybody is not the same. I don't know if that answers your question. If it does, yes, yes, yes it does. Thanks okay. very much, sir. All right, thank you. You're welcome. If it does, uh, yes, sir. Um, I, I also have um, another question. Like, for instance, um, you are going um, into affiliate marketing, uh, maybe a business like you you actually don't know about, maybe uh, maybe uh, uh, using um, Google Ads for business, and which 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 consists of um, a video of about thirty seconds or so. So, um, how can you how can you use storytelling in such business like? Maybe stores you are not really you really into stores you are not really into and you are you are doing the business as an affiliate marketer trying to link the the owner of the business to the consumer as um let me say middleman in, in it. So how do you use storytelling to pass on information? All right, I could say something there, but I, I think I'm going to leave that question to Tanya if she want to respond to it uh, because Tanya uses a lot of story a lot also. Okay, um, in terms of if you're an affiliate marketer and you want to link the business to somebody else that you're trying to um, drive traffic, because I know affiliates drive traffic, it's not really about linking the owner of the business, but more as to linking the outcome of the product in the buyer's life. Say, for example, you are an affiliate marketer for one of our services. I'm gonna use an example of our community. We have a community, it's, and we host referral parties for business owners. So people get on there for an hour and on the call, they're linked, they're put in a room with other people and are live on those calls, they're getting, they, they get to know each other and they see who in their network would benefit the other person and vice versa. So a lot of them can walk away and the introductions are made live. So a lot of them can walk away with 15 meetings booked for the following week for 
of referrals. So say, for example, you're an affiliate for that. You're not going to link me to the story, but to the outcome. So say, for example, Laurel is a business owner. She wants more clients on her book. She wants to have more meetings. So if you want Laurel to buy through your link, you are going to be discussing how the community is going to benefit her by having 15 um, meetings booked after one hour. So it could be something like, what would it mean if you walked into a room, a conference room, or a, 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 a referral party, got to know five people, and they each introduced you to three people? Can you imagine 15 booked book calls on your calendar, 15 book calls that could translate into clients? Can you imagine the money? That's a form of story. So it's not about linking the owner, but it's more about linking the outcome, the people that are going to purchase are going to receive from buying that. The link, you being an affiliate, is just, um, it's, it's just the minimum. It's not really that important. I don't know if I've answered your question. Yeah, I, I think so. Peter, do you confirm? Yes, yes, thank you very much. You're welcome, you're welcome. All right, for any other, any other person in the room who want to ask a question or maybe want to reflect or maybe want to respond to what we have, because we have said a lot uh, here just now, you are free. Please just raise your hand, we add you to the room. Because we really love to hear from you uh, to understand how you are seeing it. Also because we believe that uh, you are a business owner or maybe you are interested in owning a business uh, using storytelling in this case because we organize this room for you. If you don't talk to us, if you don't tell us what you are thinking, we don't have any way of knowing. Maybe you have uh, some challenges or difficulty in about storytelling because Peter has asked his question now, so he has been clarified. If you have your own and you do not say it, it cannot be clarified. You will just go home with it. It's like going to uh, to the doctor with a headache. You go there, you say, mm, I don't like this doctor. You, you reach there, you say, mm, I have a problem with my teeth. The doctor look at your teeth, he gives you medicine for teeth. Then you go home with your own headache. And that is not a very good thing. You should uh, leave your problem with the doctor. Let it solve it. So uh, Tanya and Tanya, they are the, your doctor today. So put your problem on them. They will solve it. I don't know if I'm, if I'm communicating. All right. So uh, I was saying before, uh, this one is, of course, going to uh, Tanya Cole. Uh, because it had to do with the skis. And uh, I'm beginning to imagine that somebody want to tell the story. You said before that the person should write it down. Okay, what if this person doesn't know how to write it down? Maybe there are some people, even in the audience now, who want to leverage the power of storytelling to make money. Perhaps they want to write a book, uh, which of course you are a, an award-winning book publisher, and they would definitely need to reach you for that. Or maybe they want to start a blog, for example, because you can also make money in that way. Or maybe they want to write content, just like write content for a website or, or for advertising. There are different ways you can actually make money just writing, you know. Uh, but until you know how to write the way it's supposed to be written, you have to you need to write test the way it's supposed to be written, you cannot make money from it. So that is the key. Uh, so Tanya, what do you say about that? Are there recommendations? Where can they learn? What should they do so that they can leverage the storytelling in their business? Please help me. 
Thank you for that. So leveraging is so important. I remember when I was sharing my story and I've been trained by Les Brown, who's based in America, the number one motivational speaker in the world. And I do believe in investing in yourself. So there's Toastmasters. You can go to professionals where you can be in an environment with like-minded people wanting to share your story and then they can help you to unpack that. So you can get yourself a coach, which I believe in investing in. And it's not about looking at the upfront cost, but it's looking at the return on investment. So when I did my training through the lockdown with Les Brown, he was very open and transparent with us, um, sharing what aspects of story do you want to share? Why do you want to share that? So I do think it's important to get yourself a coach, sign up to a professional organization that can help you to frame your story, because not all the time that... Um, all aspects of your story needs to be told. But there are some aspects that are really powerful and that can help people to move forward on their journey. So I do believe in investing, getting a coach, helping a prof getting a professional to help you to frame your story. Because sometimes we can want to share things and we can overshare and people don't understand but then when you get yourself a coach, and I remember with Les Brown, and he said to us, okay, there was 200 of us, and he said, I'm going to be doing the Power Voice, which was a summit online throughout the lockdown. Who wants to share their story? And we had to record our story, share it with him. He gave us feedback, and I was chosen out of 200 people to share my story on his platform because what he did was help us to frame it help us to look at what the message is and the impact that we want to share with other people and how they can move forward. So I do believe it's very important to get yourself a coach to help you to put your story down, to frame it in a way so when you're sharing it, it's something very powerful. What you need is a help of a coach, the help of somebody who knows better than you, who can help you to go beyond that point. So I'm just saying that in line with what uh, Tanya is saying, because it is very important because we don't know everything. It is not possible for us to know everything. And uh, talking of uh, this key acquisition, sometimes it can become very complicated for us when we are looking at it from afar. Uh, maybe looking at the economic uh, implication of it, for example, that hey, how can I spend such amount of money to, <laughs> to do a course, for example. But that cost might actually change your life. You never know. Uh, one time I remember, that should be a couple of years ago now, uh, somebody proposed a course to me. Okay, I did say before that I went to, I went, I trained myself online, you know, going to London School of Journalism and uh, a New York Film School direct to be able to um, find to my skin in writing and in video editing. Uh, but that is a part. So um, this course was introduced to me. And it was going to take place here in Verona. I think it was going to be like about 10 days or about 8-10 days. And it was going to cost 3,000 euro. That is a lot of money. I don't even have that money. So how am I going to do it? I so much love the course. So what did I do? I went to the bank and I borrowed the money. The first time in my life to go to the bank and borrow money. Because I, I just want to improve myself. I understand that I need that training. I needed to be able to improve myself. And I, and I did. 
what if today I still love the decision that I made? Because what I've gained from there is going to serve me for the whole of my life. So I want to encourage us. Don't pretend that you know everything. No, you do not know everything. All of us know, we know just a little uh, fraction of a circle. For us to move beyond the circle, we need the help of another person. Somebody who knows better than us. Somebody who cares about us. That is the interview that is going to give us the information to move beyond that. Because what is very funny about life, and sometimes in the business or in the self-development world, is that if you really know everything you are supposed to know, you will not be where you are today, irrespective of where you might be. If you are where you are, say maybe, for example, you need something, that thing you don't already have it in front of you, is because there is something you need to do that you have not done yet. There is no need deceiving ourselves, no? If you know how to do it, you would have done it by now. If you cannot do it by now, just ask for help. It is right that we ask for help. It is normal. We are not supposed to know everything. So we can ask for help. It is right. So on that, I want to ask uh, Tanya, uh, this time, Tanya Kabuya. And I'll see on skill. I, I don't know if you can share any experience with us, uh, Tanya. Was there a time you didn't know how to tell story very well? How did you do to learn how to tell story the way you do it today, in a way to sort of encourage also the people that are listening and our audience? Um, definitely, there was a time I didn't know how to tell stories. Um, I had raw talent. I had been writing since I was 12, so I had raw talent and I could write, but learning how to write properly um, and writing stories that sell is two different things. So <clears throat> just like Tanya shared earlier, I invested. I found coaches, mentors that I could learn from. Um, let me tell you something. <laughs> You see, when you're investing in rents and you have, you, because I live in South Africa, right? And you find a coach. And at the time in South Africa, there weren't that, coaching was not, not that popular. There weren't that many online coaches here. So you could only learn from people in the US or in the UK. So when the, that money needs to be paid in South African rents, you feel that weight. <laughs> you will feel feel that weight. But I mean, <laughs> I, when when the coach is telling you ten thousand dollars at the time for me it was a hundred and something thousand rand, and that was the deposit of a house. That was the deposit of a house, and I guarantee you, some people say that I was crazy, but I needed to learn because I knew I had done a few things online that I knew it could create revenue. So I needed to learn because I, I had been trained as a direct response copywriter, but I knew it wasn't working and I needed to start incorporating storytelling. And I was doing, I was winging it. It wasn't doing the thing that I needed to do. So I invested, became a student and let, I didn't like my coach. The whole thing that you have to invest only with people that you like, I didn't like my coach. It, the co my coach wasn't the nicest person towards women, but he was one of the best. 
So what did I do? I swallowed my pride. I swallowed my back and forth because this girl can talk, as you clearly can hear. And I sat in those rooms, even when some comments were not very good that I didn't really like. I was like, girl, you're going to sit here, you're going to learn, and you're going to take what this man is teaching and implement that, and you're going to suck it up. And I did that, and that's how I started, I learned, and with that I developed my own style, I eventually developed my own framework with storytelling that I actually also teach our clients, people um, people in my team, on my team, as like when people get on the team, we teach them to become their own copywriters, whether you, you come in, in as a business development rep or you come in as a sales development rep, you will learn copywriting because you need to learn how to communicate. And that has been because I subjected myself to being a student. And to this day, I learn. I don't know everything. I have a bi-weekly co- um, coaching um, that I, go, I get, I go to that is for CMOs. And I'm being trained by one of the best CMOs right now that has been in the world, has taken businesses to multi-million exits. And I sit there. I sit there. And sometimes I feel dumb. But you know what? I'm sitting there to learn. And this is the attitude that has been able, that has allowed me to create a business and to learn how the skills that was needed, whether it was sales, whether it, it was storytelling, whether it has been negotiations, whether it has been emotional intelligence in business, whether it has been, um, I've, I've learned from some people I did not like, and I've heard, learned from some people of the meanest people in the world. If you have anybody that has worked in finance here, in the private equity space, you will know what I mean. I've learned from some of the meanest people, but you know what? I subjected myself because I wanted to learn. Thank you so much for that. And, and I just want people to take some time to reflect on that because I think it's fundamental. It's fundamental. Uh, of course, all of us, we have gone through primary and secondary school. We remember in those times where uh, some people would say, oh, I'm not good in mathematics because I don't like my math teacher. Uh, I am not good in uh, in history because my history teacher is not good. Does he like me? You know, something like that. Uh, I think we are going to have to swallow that ego and just do the needful because we are not there for the math teacher. Okay, if the math teacher like you, is good. That is an advantage. But if he doesn't like you, you don't need to waste your life. You don't need to throw away your dream because your math teacher don't like you. Because if you are going to need months for, uh, for your journey, for what you want to do, you are going to do like Tanya. You are going to say, okay, I know that this guy or this woman don't like me, but I am here for myself, not for him or her. So I, I really uh, uh, pick on that, uh, Tanya. Thank you for sharing that. It is very important because it's something that we see often repeated a number of times why people, they will have a lot of reason why they are not good in a particular area because they don't like the person who is delivering the information. You know, it's like throwing away the uh, the bathwater and the baby. You are not supposed to do that. You are not supposed to uh, just shoot the messenger. Can you at least consider the message? You don't like the messenger, but can you at least consider the message? 
All right. I want to thank you again for that because I really find a lot of value in that. All right, Izu, uh, you are welcome. I, I don't know what happened, but you are welcome. We, we like to see you. We are very happy that you are here. Now, we have been discussing about uh, how to make money with storytelling skills. And of course, this is something that uh, you have a lot to say about. Um, so just now, I will have a question to ask you, Izu. Um, and the question would be, how might we refine our storytelling skills so we can earn income? Because I want to believe that until we refine our skill, we cannot earn from it. Our skills are crude. They're like diamond. They're like, they're like gold. But you see, when you dig out gold and diamond, they're like every other gold. Sorry, they're like every other dust of the earth. Until you refine it, if you put it along with every other dust, they're like every other dust because you are taking it from the earth. The earth is the dust, no? But when you clean it up, when you subject it to the burning and to removing of the shaft, which is not usually very easy, you're not going to see something shining, sparkling. So the training, the acquiring of the skill, the refining of our skills is important. So what is your take on that, Izu? All right, thank you so much, Mr. Obehi. I'd like to appreciate you. Um, hello to Mr. Peter, Tanya, and to Tanya. See, to Tanya here on the stage, Koli and Kabuya, and all the beautiful people in the VIP lounge. I'm so sorry I came in quite late. I traveled and um, I had some challenges, so the time calculation did not work according to the, the way I planned it. But just to answer your question very quickly, what I would say is very simple. What has worked for me is that I created a network called First Class Trainers International and I got it affiliated with um, some international platforms like the Doc Carnegie, um, the event organizers, um, the Abraham Lincoln Speakers Network is in, the, is in California. Now, the reason I did this was very simple. You see, when you understand the altitude and the power of stories and how much it can affect persons, businesses, and organizations, the best thing you need to do is to position yourself as one person whose services can be needed. And I understood this right from the onset. So what's, um, in order to refine your story to become a product that people want to buy into, you need to be part of a network. You need to be part of a system. You need to be part of an association. You need to be part of a body that can give you the, the platform to leverage, to be seen, because your products can only be purchased when you are properly positioned for people to purchase your product. And the second thing I would say is very simple. To refine your stories, you need to see yourself as a person whose capacity and skill is needed beyond organizations and platforms. And this is why getting yourself licensed is important. There are many people here who are storytellers, but they are not licensed storytellers. The importance of getting licensed as a storyteller is that you're part of networks and systems that can help to position you and your voice to be heard. So those two things has worked for me in the past years, and it has been a miracle, like a very strategic miracle. And 
the last thing I would say here in order to refine your story and your skill is that you need to understand what is called the science of effective communication. The science of effective communication. And what do I mean by that? It's very simple. Storytelling is a skill. Uh, no, storytelling is not really a skill. Storytelling is a product. So you need a certain skill to sell that product. And to sell that product very effectively, you need to understand how to communicate that, that product. And that is why the science of communications is important. I do this a lot. I, I call it private public speaking practices as opposed to public speaking practices. So you need to be able to train yourself to go by the principles and the values of private public speaking practices. Learn to understand what is your story about and why should people listen to your story. As for me, um, my assignment in this world is very simple, is to help people to share their stories, to cut across many sectors using their stories politically, um, business-wise, socially, academically, and all what you have, organizing TEDx events and all of those events, business-related events, with the intent of helping people to share their story. So don't just see yourself as a storyteller, but see yourself as a problem solver. And when you see yourself as a problem solver, what happens is that you can effectively now ask yourself, how can I now refine this, this um, product? Because it's a product, it's not a skill. Storytelling is not a skill. It's not really a skill. On, the, on skill preference, it's, you can give it 35%. It's a complete product. It's a complete product because it's all intertwined in public speaking, effective communications, and all what you have. Just communications on a general note. So this would just be my ideas to you. And Mr. Obehi, I'm, I'm really moved to make an offer to anybody here who may want to connect to me. The reason I'm doing this is because I really want to help as many people as possible to begin to monetize their storytelling abilities and strategies, their stories, their, their narratives, their, their journey, all what you have. So if you want to be part of the um, first class speakers and trainers international, feel free to reach out to me. It is going to be an opportunity to also get to interconnect with other professionals, such as the likes of Mr. Obehi, though he's not in the network, but he's my very good friend. And we work together in partnership. You know, so Mr. Obehi, instead of just giving all these solutions and saying all of these things, I think we, we need to now start practicing those conversations we have had over the time. And what is that conversation about? Helping people that come into this room every single day to start making some money from what they love to do, you know. So if you are interested to be part of that network to refine your story and position yourself as a person who can also sell and outsource your stories and experiences, feel free to reach out to me. I will be able to onboard you. And, and let me give you a bonus before I, I drop the mic to you, Mr. Obehi. You see, every single day, something happens to you. And many years ago, with the BC times, many centuries ago, many decades ago, stories has always been in existence. There is no product that never came from a story. There is no company that never came from a story. There, no relationship never came from a story. Everything rises and falls on storytelling. So this is why if you can hear my voice and you are in this room, 
the best you can ever give to yourself is to now take seriously your experiences every single day learn to document your experiences documentation of your experiences will help you in many ways to be able to know what story can impact this business what story can impact the lives of those people and what stories can help people to understand what my niche is about asking yourself these intelligent questions is going to help you in many occasions as to knowing how to now refine it the, the art of refining your stories is a journey and that journey is endless if you read the book long walk to freedom by nelson mandela you will realize the art of journey and journey is is connected to a destination and what is that destination about the destination is that at the end of the day when all is said and done you need to make some money from your story so sorry, guys, I don't know why I'm speaking so too much today. I'm having afang soup where I am, and it's a very delicious afang soup. And I'm really motivated sharing the experience of this afang soup. I don't know. Mr. Obi, allow me, please. Please, Abeg, please. I'm not trying to be hungry. Oh, what happened? I thought we were going to talk about the alpha soup. That is important. Come on, let I, us I get us. So you know thing? I had it at this Nigerian restaurant in Cape Town. Bruh. <laughs> All right. Thank Bruh. you so much. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much, Izu. Uh, I, 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 love, I love your take. This is really very great. And this is what we are talking about here. That is what this economy is about. It's run by, uh, by it's, it's the knowledge economy at its core, no? Or the creative economy, if you want to put it in another way, in that what you know how to do should translate into money for you. It is legitimate. It is right to do that. Anyway, before I go log on that, uh, uh, Tanya Colem uh, did say she was going to leave earlier. So Tanya, go ahead and make your final uh, contribution before you go. And we understand that you say you might be a little bit uh, earlier. Yeah, please go. Yes, thank you so much for allowing me to join the conversation. So storytelling is so important. And if you're thinking about, yeah, I'd love to do that, go for it, connect with any of us and we can help you to frame your story because it's so important to leave that legacy, to help other people. We are hope givers. We are people that can make an impact, inspire other people with our stories and don't think, well, I've not lived much or I don't have anything to share. It's not correct. We are people that have so many different stories that can help people. We're in an environment at the moment where we need to give other people hope. People are feeling hopeless. And when we share our story of how we've overcome, how we've been through some things, Les Brown always says, no test, no testimony. So get your story down and then you can, as Obi said, you can repackage it in many different ways. It's about repurposing your content, whether it's on a podcast, whether it's on a blog, whether it's through workshops, building your own stage and putting on your own events. But I do encourage you all that are listening now and listening on the replay, share your story and monetize your purpose. Thank you. That, that, that's so important. Share your story and monetize your purpose. Monetize your content. That, 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 is, that is absolutely fundamental. And you need to learn how to tell your story well in a way that 
it can make sense to the people. That is where the mastery comes in. In that we know we master our story, we know what our story is, and we know how it can add value to the people. So that because the contexts are going to be different in all the all the time, no? a story are very organic also, in that you can mold it to fit certain situations. I think I've said it a number of times that you might have one story, but the way you tell it might change all the time because you are putting the people in front of you in contest. So it is you you will only be able to do this if you know what you are talking about, exactly what you are talking about, and which uh, point to hit at certain time, which preamble to use uh, so that it can relate to the people that you are talking to. It is when you are able to do this that you will really be able to leverage the storytelling uh, ability that you have, the skill that you have. Is what to call it the product. The storytelling is product. And you really need to package it, like I was saying before, package it and make money out of it. Um, well, I don't really want to take that story to a, an angle that is, probably might not be designed for this room, which is that if you are not telling your story, somebody else is ready to do it for you. And that person, of course, is going to be the one that is smiling to the bank. Well, I don't think you want to do that. You want to take your story and leverage it. It's just enough to look at the story of Les Brown, for example, when he was talking of how he actually became a DJ and moving from there. What do you have to undergo to be able to get there? Just take some time to look at that. I've listened to that speech a number of times. It motivates me all the time. Telling us how we need to move from one step to the other. It's not going to be easy. It will never be easy. But if we know where we are going, we put in all the effort, we will get there. We will get there. All right, there is something I would like to ask you, uh, Tanya, relating to the business side of storytelling, uh, which is where do you think people should go to leverage their storytelling skills? Uh, where, I don't know, it can be online or offline. What would you recommend to the people? Again, we are looking at the people in the audience and other who might join or listen to this uh this recording okay um outside of uh, the fact that we train people in on the academy side of the business in how to leverage this in your business because it is part of the marketing strategy that we call the content marketing ecosystem playbook this is a playbook i created a few years back when i couldn't get clients i tried 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 and i would always get i can't afford it on sales calls this is not for me I, I just wanted the free consultations, blah, 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 blah. I think on one of those calls, after one of those calls, I cried because I was like, what am I getting, doing wrong? And I finally fig ended up figuring out that I needed to change how I qualified clients and I started leveraging storytelling within the content that we share so people would be qualified. So outside of that, we train that and we also offer that as part of the, the people that are within our, our membership. Our community do get access to some of our frameworks in terms of social media storytelling that creates leads. I would say there are a couple of resources on Amazon that you could check out, but some of the resources, some of the best um, places I've learned how to tell stories outside of the coaches that I've had has actually been cartoons as well as <laughs> Um, screenwriters, taking screenwriting tests, um, classes, because I feel that we have a lot to learn from Hollywood, 
and it's not always um, just one structure, but how they tell stories. Think about it. How does, I don't know who has a movie that they, they are excited to watch that is coming up, but I remember uh, when Transformer, the last Transformer um, was coming up and the, it was getting released, they started talking about how Transformer has used the same voice and this actor has been speaking as Optimus Prime. And I've been listening to his voice since I was a kid. So they started talking about all that and started talking about the history of Transformer. It got me excited again. It got me really excited again to watch Transformers and I felt like a child in, I felt like a child again I'm, and I'm in my thirties. Now, I had the same experience with Blue Beetle and I had, I've had this experience. I'm really excited about the Avatar movie, live movie that is coming up next year, I believe, on Netflix. Please, guys, pray for me. Pray for me because <laughs> Netflix, Netflix has a really bad habit of screwing up my childhood with when they try to remake cartoons into movies. So I've, I mean, when I, I'm thinking of um, Avatar, I'm thinking about the times that my brothers and me will come from campus and we will camp in front of the TV watching Hank or watching The Last Handbender. Or when they say Game of Thrones, when my brother and I would wake up at three o'clock in the morning, we'll go and wake each other up. It's starting, it's starting. So think about how those things, how does it get you excited? Can you recreate that into your business? You can. You can recreate that with your audience, how to get your audience excited to see an email from you. I'll give you an, another example. I write a weekly newsletter. There are two newsletters actually. And one is on Tuesday, just a roundup of, of resources. And there's one newsletter we call it, I call it a Saturday business lesson. And I send it out once a week. There's no resend. I don't resend it at 3 p.m. on Saturday. And a couple of weeks ago, I took time off. Now, I have this, I have this other venture capitalist who subscribed, who has emailed me back once or twice a couple of times. And then it, he emailed me, he's like, um, Tanya, I'm not sure. I'm not getting the newsletter. I've checked my email. Did you unsubscribe me? Because I really look forward to those emails at 3 p.m. on Saturday. And I had taken a break. So think about how you can get people excited. Because on those newsletters, I tell stories and bring it back to business. I bring it back to how you can incorporate business strategies. I've shared some amazing strategies there. There was a series I did on the seven daily sins and seven, seven virtues and how you could use it in marketing. And I would tell stories in that and how to use it. And people have fallen in love, I said, to the point that I remember there was a, a, a venture cap, another venture capitalist that launched a new fund. I didn't even know he would subscribe to me. So when I sent him a message to congratulate him, he was like, oh, Tanya, I'm so glad to hear from you. I read all your newsletters. Now, can you imagine how much social capital that gives you if you can create that kind of marketing into your business? If you can create that kind of feeling within people, in, within your audience, 
it's a lot easier for them because you now have trust because the easiest, the, the most difficult thing to have is trust. You now have trust with the market. They believe you. So even if these people don't buy from you, now let me tell you what happened with the one who sent me a message that said that he wasn't getting the newsletter. We are launching an event in, in Nigeria next year. And I sent him a message. I'm like, hey, can I steal 30 minutes of your time? He's like, I have 30 minutes on Wednesday, and that was on a Monday. Now, if there is any founder here that has tried to raise capital, they will tell you how hard it is to get a VC to give you 30 minutes of their time. After that 30 minutes, he's like, okay, can I speak to your team in Nigeria? I said, I have a meeting and spend an hour with us. And he's like, okay, I will introduce guys to so, 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 and so. And those are sponsors for the event. I'm just sharing this so you understand how valuable. And this person, and I just connected with them on LinkedIn here. And that was through stories. And it's like, I always found it intriguing how you would tell stories. And you actually changed my mind about marketing and how our portfolio mark, um, companies should actually invest into marketing. Now, this is something that you can learn. And if you learn, I do persuasive copywriting, so mine is mostly, obviously, to generate income. And this is what we teach our clients. But can you imagine what that creates for your business if you can do that with your clients, with stakeholders, like with us, that's a stakeholder. Uh, try emailing a bank CEO. Um, they will not respond. But now if he sends them a message and says, can you speak to them? He's doing it. That tells you how valuable storytelling is. That is valuable in that we create the connection. When the connection has been created, every other day becomes easier because it flow now. People trust you. They know who you are. They know what you can offer. It's no longer difficult to say, okay, yes, I can listen to you. Because imagine now uh, what Taniani is saying. Imagine you didn't have that connection with, with them on LinkedIn and you say, hey, can I talk to you for 30 minutes? You can almost understand what is going to happen. The answer is no. But now that the connection has been established, they know her story, they know the story of Tanya, it, you know, it becomes easy. You, even you look at yourself, who would you talk to? Now, let me share something with you that happened to me yesterday to talk about connection or knowing the other people. Uh, it was in the evening, actually, something around 9 p.m. I got a message on my WhatsApp uh, from a number of a person that I know very well. And the person was saying, ah, okay, uh, can you please help me? I have something important to, to do. And I said, what? He said, um, he, he, he wanted to send money, the, he wanted to send money to Nigeria, so he was not able to send money because the bank told him that the transaction limit had been hit. Can I please help him send a certain amount of money to Nigeria? Ah, I said, but this was a little suspicious. I Then, of course, I didn't say, tell him like that. Then um, I, I called him, he didn't pick. I called him again, he didn't pick. I said, hey, you called me back, he didn't pick. Then I, I looked at the message again, I see the word, the wording of it. I understand there was something fishy here. Then I called the wife of the person. Of course, it wasn't, he didn't pick also, but it was a little late. She understand what was happening. The account number has been hacked. The person that was sending me num uh, the message was actually a hacker. Uh, so what am I saying there? That what if I didn't know this person? If I didn't know him to not understand the kind of language that he will use to communicate to, to me? Perhaps I would have sent that money and I would have lost 
Because I, I have no way of knowing that that account has been hacked. His telephone number has been hacked. So that might be another way of saying that it is important that we know who we are talking with. We know so that when somebody maybe stand up in a crowd and begin to talk, we say, okay, this is him or this is, this is her. This is the way they talk. This is what they represent. If somebody mention your name somewhere, with another person know who you are? That can also be the reason for them knowing your story. If in a crowd of people we hear somebody's voice, we can say, maybe for example, that is Les Brown. Can, ah, that is Les Brown. This is his story. Because we know him. So storytelling helps us to establish ourselves so that we clear all the doubt. All the doubt are clear. People know who we are. Storytelling helps us to do that. And when that is done, the selling becomes much easier. So it is very important that we learn how to leverage the power of storytelling because it helps help to clear the doubt. It helps to clear all the explanation that we are going to do. Because if people don't know who you are, you are going to explain yourself all the time, again and again and again and again. And nobody has the time to listen to all that story. But if they know you, they know your story, it's always easier. You can write them a message in the night, they will know you. Uh, if, uh, if somebody sent me a message, from, for example, like the message of yesterday, if I didn't know that person, I would probably fall trap. But because I know the individual, I know the kind of message that can come. I know how he will word his own message. So I know this was not him. That can easily play out in business. So thank you so much for that share, Tanya. That was really highly valuable. All right, we have two people in the room who want to share with us. We are really listening. Of course, Gloria, you did come first, but then you left and then came uh, Dwight. Dwight, I don't know if I pronounced it correctly. Dwight, then you came in. Uh, Thompson, please go ahead and share with us. Blessings, blessings. Thank you all so much for this moment. And thank you. I hope I pronounced your name correctly. Obey E for having this room how to make money with your storytelling skills. I was not going to speak at all. I was just content to network and listen. But then Tanya came up and she spoke about several things which I'm very passionate about. Um, and, and all stems from us being blurs, which are black nerds, you know, because we love the imagination and science fiction. So I just wanna leave with like two or three things first. What you just mentioned, Obehi, is so important because that identity that we craft, the stories that make up our existence are so important. We have to be able to know who we are. Once you know who you are, then automatically you're able to tell other people who you are. I remember when Jesus was on earth, his mother knew who he was, but no one else knew who he was. He was going around. Of course, he knew his purpose. He was doing miracles, talking to the wise men and the religious leaders of the time. But they were astounded by his youthfulness, by his knowledge, and et cetera, et cetera. Even the disciples, they kept doubting him. But he knew his purpose. He kept doing his role. And that's amazing. And the other thing is, I watched a, a video the other day, Ubuntu Uppercut. I hope I pronounced that correctly. A short film, it's on YouTube, um, five minutes long. And when you watch it, 
Ubuntu uppercut. You enjoy it, you experience it. But at the same time, for me, as a creator, as a writer, as an author, I thought about the process that goes behind it. Now, I know some people might say, oh, it's not a, a good film. I wouldn't pay to watch it. It's only five minutes. You know, there's no value. It's not a Marvel movie. But to make something from your imagination and then to put effort into getting actors and storytellers and writers and the camera people and the makeup and the costumes, that is a beautiful thing. And that is the power of collaboration, which is the second thing I want to mention. That collaboration to be able to find the skills that you need, that the extra idea, the energy to produce a great concept, a great story, because that is back to the point how you make money, not by chasing money, but by taking your intellectual property, the ideas in your brain. Netflix is signing and giving away money for stories. Do you understand that? Netflix is paying millions of dollars for stories, not for solid coding, or not for minerals from the ground. That's another conversation for another time. But for an idea that they can put into an animation, into a drama, into a comedy special. And I just saw, I do apologize, I'm bad with names sometimes. Netflix just released a, I think it is a South African series of mini animated shorts about 10 11 minutes long about 10 of them um, as one big package with only uh south african production voice acting graphics and everything on netflix that we're all watching here in the u.s you know so the point is and if you don't take anything to mind you know me i'm about the actionable item the idea that you have, the story that you have has value, no matter where you are, no matter who you are, the scale of it doesn't matter in terms of you believing in your idea. If you make a play for the kids in your neighborhood and you go in your backyard and you have some barbecue, some food, and you just put up a projector with a screen or even a small stage with some puppets and you make a play with some voices that is beautiful that is necessary that is important so your ideas have value no matter the scale or the scope your ideas your story has value and that's how you start the journey to making money Obehi, again, thank you for your time and for everyone who's spoken. And Tanya, I am hoping also they do not mess up another of my childhood memories because they are so important and vital to us. Thank you. Isla. Oh, let's pray together and then fast and pray because Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> Tanya, okay, you finished what you want to say there. I see that the team was touching you. Though. Anyway, I can see the... the 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 connection they there. always mess up they always mess up when netflix picks up a movie from a cartoon or anything that they always mess it up 
and you always thinking like, what the hell did you guys just do? <laughs> All right, we're going to send a message today that they should stop doing that. They should stop. Uh, they should stop with that kind of habit. <laughs> All right, because people love it though. Because you are talking of marketing here, using storytelling in marketing. One thing that actually I've discovered is that there is uh there is a strong attachment to story. Can you imagine the cartoon you have watched when you were growing up, the ad that were running on your TV station? You see, if somebody could leverage that in marketing, people will connect to you. Anyway, Tana have already talked a lot about that. I don't want to be going in, in that. But I just want to remind us that that is power. That is power in the hands of business people. If you could learn how to, you know, everything starts by knowing who your audience, who are you targeting, who are you talking to? Because if you know them, you will know also the story to tell them because you know where they are coming from. You know what makes sense to them. If you know that and you list that into your story, it is almost impossible for them not to react. Because imagine a good psychology doing an investigation, asking questions. They have almost a password into your heart. They will, you know, have you seen police asking, very good police officer, not the one that just take gun and try to shoot it if you do it on the street, no? Those who know how to ask questions, they ask you one question, okay, you, you see some lawyers do this too, the question they ask you is going to lead you to reveal what you think you are hiding. Because somehow, very good psychology have a way of bypassing your password and entering into your very heart. They do that through storytelling. Because the best thing that you could do is to never say anything and to never be there. But if you're in the presence of somebody who knows what to say to you, very soon you will be naked before their eyes. That is the power of storytelling. And you might say, why does it work like this? It works like this because there is a science behind storytelling. Storytelling is not just, uh, just memory, just talking of numbers, just uh, blowing out uh, uh, issue. No, there are ways to list this information to force the person who say, I will, I will just keep my mouth, I will never say anything. They will tell you something that your mouth will open by force. It works because we have been using it for several thousands of years. People have been studying it. So it is good for us that we also study it so that we can use it in our businesses. All right, dear Gloria, it's your time. Please share with us. Okay, um, hello everyone. I am so honored to be in the presence of so many great speakers from another country or other countries. So I feel like a definite minority here and I'm not a storyteller, but I am a business owner, business professional. And I would just like to say that, um, Obehi, um, uh, you were my friend, but I'm going to have to unfriend you because every single thing that I wanted to say, you said it. And um, so I, I don't have to re I don't have to regurge anything, but everything you said, I I, I can emulate that. Um, but um, I guess what I would like to just leave is that um, what you all have is something that no other business in this world has. And that's a personal story that you're willing to share with the world. And just like he said, and others said too, people will know your story because, and they will know that you are sincere in your business endeavor because this is about you. So don't ever don't ever stop leveraging your story and the way in which you you 
tell that story. Um, it used to be people would say it's not what you know, it's who you know, but that's not the case. At least I can I can kind of speak in the United States pretty um, confidently. It's about building relationships. It's about making that connection. It's about believing that no does not mean never. No just me may mean not now, but don't stop, you know, because you will never get to the finish line if you don't start. So I just want to say, you know, continue to leverage what's coming from your heart. And I think once you get into the minds and hearts of others, you're the the op, the business opportunities are limitless. Can you imagine being in a in an elementary school or in a high school where they're teaching about your story and kids are actually learning? Um, those are the kinds of things that we need. And then um, I guess the last thing that I would say is that, um, um, gosh, it just left me. But anyway, just, you know, please continue to tell your story, continue to make a difference and that the money, the, the money will come. Oh yeah. I know what, I need someone to please help me understand the manner in which we as black people and we as, as a nation can work together. How can we do that? Because in the United States, we're so used to, you know, well, there's not going to be but one opportunity and I'm going to be the one to get it and I'm not going to share it. So just food for thought. Think about that and, and message me, please. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you so much, sister. We also like your sincerity. We, we like your open heart in your conversation. Um, yesterday, for example, we had another room. At this room, we also have it. We have three rooms about storytelling. This particular one is about business storytelling. We have another room, which was the one of yesterday. And that is also another every 14 days. That is about diaspora storytelling where we talk about African diaspora, how we can build our community together using the power of storytelling. Then we have another room where we talk about tips. That is also very uh, related to uh, business storytelling because we talk about tips on how to uh, uh, build story and, and all of that. So yeah, we're really ready for that, uh, to talk more about the power of storytelling because we know that it is powerful. It can be useful in very many areas. It can be useful to build a community, but it can also be useful to destroy that community. Now you're talking of how can the African people in the diaspora uh, uh, find a common ground? Where we are probably going to start with story, because story can help us understand that we actually have a common front. Because until we fight on a common front, the idea that I often repeat here, which is building strong men that have never worked for us, will continue to be the case. What are, com what are strong men? In that, for example, if you go to Africa, but also uh, in, the, in the United States, you do have it. You have people, some few individuals that are extremely rich, but the majority of the people around them, they are similar type. They do not have the resources to be able to compete at all. This is what is happening also in many countries in Africa. We call it the strong men, where a man, one man is very, very powerful, but all around him are weak people. And we see that it is no happiness as a people. I'm talking of uh, the African people and also the African diaspora. So that what we need are strong people, not strong men. Because strong men, why it is not useful for us is that if the enemy come, they can always take down those strong men any day, any time. And when they take down a strong man, 
the people become weak again because they have nobody. But if we manage to build strong people, no enemy is coming to take down a strong people because a strong people can even move a mountain. They can bridge a river. They can tap the energy in the universe and bring it down because the people are always powerful. So that is what we need to build. And of course, we can also use story towards that. Anyway, that is that was not actually part of this conversation today, but since uh, Gloria mentioned that, I just touched on that li a little bit. If you want to uh, learn more about diaspora storytelling, please join us on the room for, uh, which is, I think, in 15, uh, 13 days from now, we'll be here again. All right, Tanya, thank you so much. What would be your final take here to conclude uh, the conversation? Please go ahead and do that. Well, thanks for this. Thanks for the room. It's been a pleasure speaking here. My final take is learn. And I think I've shared a little bit more earlier about my journey on learning. Learn. Um, become a student. And when I mean become a student, even in your daily life, what can you learn from? Could it be the cartoons that you watch? Could you be the movies that you watch? What is it that you learn from? You can learn from in terms of building community um, and telling stories. Find mentors that can teach you, that can show you. Find If you can't find mentors, find communities that can support you in learning. But the key is learn, understand the audience that you are going to be targeting. If you are trying to target because um, a certain caliber of clients understand what is the psychographic traits that, so that you are able to speak to them in the content that you speak. When you see me talking about VCs is because we have an agency and a lot of the people that we target are tech founders. And obviously we are targeting VCs because if a VC tells a founder let speak to this agency about your marketing, they are going to listen. So, we target those people, so you need to know your audience. Understand who you are speaking to. What are you trying to build? What are you trying to build as a business? Are you trying to build a lifetime business? Are you trying to build a legacy business? Are you trying to just build a side hustle? That is very important in how you are going to speak to the market and what you're going to create. So for me, those are the three things. And if you are looking to learn, you want to maybe join the community, feel free to um, drop me a DM and I'll send you the details on this community. And we have a meeting once a month where we, we share referrals with each other and you will also find a framework on storytelling within the vault inside. Thank you so much for that, uh, Tanya. All right, the room as usual have uh, come to an end. Uh, that is uh, where we end today's conversation. It has been a pleasure here on my part um, uh, talking to you guys. And I believe that you have uh, heard uh, all what we have discussed today. It is important that we continue to leverage the power of storytelling. Uh, it is important that you learn how to tell storytelling in the, in the right way so that uh, you can connect to the people because storytelling it's an instrument uh, for you to be able to connect to the heart and mind of the people. And it is by doing this that you are able to, uh, uh, you are able to leverage it for your business. Because if you don't connect to the people all the time, you are always going to be doing the talking, do the explanation. You don't need all the explanation all the time. Take the time before to know what is your story so that when they ask you, like they say usually in the elevator pitch, they, they say, okay, who are you? What do you do? You don't need to take you so much, such a long time to 
figure that out. You need to already have that answer just at the tip of your of your figure. Yes, uh, this is uh, why we set up these uh, three different rooms so that we help the people in the community to understand how to leverage the power of storytelling. Uh, well, you might want to maybe take this to uh, a different level. Maybe you can get a copy of the book. There are five books in the series, uh, the storytelling series for small businesses. Or you can check out also uh, our uh, storytelling uh, mastery, which is available at academy at aclassy.org uh, slash storytelling mastery. All these are available for you if you want to leverage the power of storytelling.